Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Educational Lady Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. These are all companies that I used as an athletic director. You should be using them, too. So stay with us for the next three minutes. Don't hit that pause button. And then we'll be back with today's special guest. Here we go with our sponsor shout outs. We want to thank our friends at Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to showcase your school record boards, your school's Hall of Fame, or simply bring your school's legacy to life. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thank you to Home Campus, the exclusive high school and state association management platform for the podcast. It's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, uh, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, uh, getting parents to upload their own forms for athletic eligibility, and a whole lot more. Go to homecampus.com to get started. That's homecampus.com. We want to thank Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Tables and Video Boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule a live web demo to see their scoreboards and their score tables in action. Their products not only generate income for your athletic department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that let them coach our kids up to their highest level. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 8 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to thank our friends at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. That's the uh, website. Have you ever spent days and weeks with a fundraiser and got little, if any, return? Go to snapraise.com. It's hands down the best online fundraiser out there. We used it at our school with great success, and so will you. Um, they have a, also have a, a lot of other platforms like Snap Store, Snap Manage, uh, FanX that you really need to check out. You can find it all. It's snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. I don't think I need to say anything more, but I will. Hometown is digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, more customization. The Hometown team is here to help you make the best solution for online ticketing. It's hometownticketing.com. We want to say thanks to Gipper. Gipper is the official social media graphics solution for the podcast. It's also your one stop for creating world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. You should be celebrating your teams and promoting your athletes. Gipper's used and trusted by over 3,000 athletic programs across the country. It's professional graphic design made simple. Go to gipper.com to get started. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, the people that want to gripe about everything. Um, 
Athletic surveys will connect you to that group, but they'll also connect you to the 98% that support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or your principal or even your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that will let you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We've got a repeat guest today, um, Dawn Weatherwax. She was on the show uh, a while back on one of our Tech Tuesday segments. was a tremendous uh, wealth of information, and I wanted her to come back to do a full-length interview. I'm going to let her go into some of her career, but she is a professional. She's a nutritionist. She's a certified strength and conditioning coach, a CSCS. That's not uh, one of those degrees they give away. You have to work for that. Um, and has her own consulting business, also a successful author. Uh, but uh, Don Weatherwax, I can say this. Welcome back to the Educational Thank Lady you. Podcast. I didn't blow it the first time. So here I am. I got asked to come back. So I appreciate this opportunity. Oh, no, you did a great job. Uh, we had a ton of downloads uh, for that episode, so I'm excited for this one. Um, for our interviews, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that bio, where you were born, where you grew up. Maybe take us up uh, through your own high school and college days, and then we'll take our first break. But what's the Don Weatherwax story? What is my story? Well, I am a Cornhusker. For those don't know what that is, I am from Nebraska, born and raised in, in, in Kearney, Nebraska. My folks still live there at the same house since I think I was three. And then uh, did, did my schooling, I went to Arizona State. There I dueled in, in uh, athletic training. That Those are the ones that you know, if somebody gets injured, you run it out there or trying to fix or repair or recover or main, prevent and manage injuries. And then I knew at that point in time, I really wanted to be, uh, I wanted to go into sports nutrition. And, you know, just to let the folks know out there, nutrition is used pretty loosely. And you really want to be looking for somebody who really is a sports dietitian. That's where you have like the initials after their names, uh, a registered dietitian is the big one, RD, or and then I'm also licensed because I live in Ohio now, we'll get to that. And then I'm also, cert I'm an athletic trainer and I'm certified in strength and conditioning through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. And as, as you alluded to, that one is way harder to get that certification because you do have to have a college degree. And then um, you have, you know, you have to sit for the exam and, and go from there. So, um, but Arizona state is where I, I found my home. It was wonderful. I got to work lots of sports. I definitely understand the aspect of the athlete's body and how much it takes. And then from the sports dietetics component, we're considered medical professionals and, you know, it takes seven to nine years to be a sports dietitian. And um, that's where, you know, where I went. And then for my internship for dietetics, you have to get in just like law school. And I did that in Boston. Long story short, uh, I'm now in Ohio. Okay. Um, I want to go back to um, those Nebraska days. You know, you mentioned at Arizona State, you um, majored you know, in athletic training. Um, what was your high school experience like? Uh, were you always 
focusing in on something in athletics or how did that all take oh, place? Gosh, I wish. So I love sports. I don't know. I didn't participate in many because back when I was in school, my folks really didn't have much disposable income. I didn't really know that at the time. You only know what experience you have. But, you know, I didn't go when I was five or six or seven and sign up for 20 million things outside of school. Um, and so with that, I, by the time I got to junior high and high school, I wasn't, I didn't really have a lot of athletic skill. I maybe we could have run, who knows, you know, our journey takes us where we are today. But I did find my home in high school as a student athletic trainer and I, uh, by chance. So a friend, my best friend said, Hey, I'm going to have this meeting and maybe I'm going to do this student athletic training thing. And I go, Oh, that sounds interesting. And we met the head athletic trainer and it just kind of fit. I love sports and now I could be a part of it. And, um, he went to Nebraska and I just thought, wow, that was something I was going to emulate was do what he was going to do. And then I, I started off back home one year. I thought I was going to go to Nebraska, but unfortunately I, I set my goals really high. So I thought, well, I want to be the first athletic trainer for NFL for football. So I'm like, do I have to have football as a sport? I was smart enough to know that I had to have football as a sport in college in order to have even an opportunity to maybe break that ceiling back then. But unfortunately, um, Nebraska wasn't ready for that yet. So that's what led me to go to Arizona State. And I have they didn't have any issues with females working football. And I mean, the first year I got there, they had us working football, and then I had it as a sport. But after the first year, I started figuring out other things of the nutrition piece. Right. Um, looking back at those Arizona State days, um, you know, you were probably somewhat of a pioneer, you know, in that area for athletic training for a woman. Can you think of a moment as an undergraduate student that maybe at the time, it didn't seem like much, but now looking back from your years in the profession, that that moment in college was impactful. Uh, anything come to mind for you? For what I do today, is that the gist? Well, you know, what was very fascinating at the time was athletic training wasn't a degree and, and it was a certification, even though I had over 4,000 hands-on experience by the time I left school. That was kind of the old-fashioned way, which I absolutely love because I feel like you only learn by doing. Uh, you can only learn so much through books. And I just remember my first year because I had to find a degree and I thought I was going to do PE at a high school and do it that route. And I found out very quickly, I go, yep, I don't want to teach. Found somebody help one of my mentors help me with what about sports nutrition? And because I always thought dietetics was hospital based. And when she, my the head athletic trainer at the time said, what do you think about sports nutrition or sports dietetics? My eyeballs about popped out of my head because I go, I didn't even know that existed. I didn't know what it meant. And I'm not kidding you, at that moment, we had wrote out to a lady named Nancy Clark, and she has been doing this forever. She has a couple of books. She actually wrote us back and said, hey, you, you need to do 
exercise fizz, which was exactly what athletic training is, and combine that with your dietetics because you got to have the dietetic part to be able to do the level that I wanted to do. And I kid you not, it just kind of clicked. It clicked that I would have a competitive advantage if I was an athletic trainer and and I and I was a sports dietitian. And I'm not kidding, I was right. Uh, I don't know how I would come to that conclusion at that of age to go, if I had those two, that is an unbelievable combo. And it actually opened up so many doors because I don't, I don't quote me on this, but I think still to this day, there's maybe 80, 80 like sports dietitians that are an athletic trainer. Um, I graduate, I shouldn't tell you what year I graduated because then that starts to tell you how old I am. But, and I never let people know my age, but anyways, I'm starting to give it away is they didn't, um, they just didn't have that combination. You know, you couldn't do both. And still to this day, there's only eight, maybe 80, it could be 60 that have the combo. That opened the doors where I don't have my master's because I started my business the minute I finished with school because there was no jobs out there as a full-time sports dietitian at the time. Even at Arizona State, what was so bizarre, I was craving to shadow somebody. This is in Arizona. like So people who don't know where Arizona State is, you know, you could get it mixed up, right? U of A, ASU type of thing. So you, ASU is in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, Arizona, University of Arizona is in Tucson. So anyways, ASU, um, they had nobody to shadow. Nobody to do anything in nutrition. They couldn't find anybody in sports nutrition to help me. By Once I graduated, I think two years later, they built some athletic facility or performance facility that did nutrition for like the elites, but I totally missed the boat and I was ahead of it. But because I had that combination, I didn't have to have my master's um, and I worked for myself. So it wasn't going to pay myself more. Uh, <laughs> so, but then that opened doors to speak. And I've spoke, I've spoken on behalf of Gatorade at one point and uh couple times for NCAA when they had the speaker, uh, you know, sponsorships and, and I speak internationally. So it just allowed me to have that door where I didn't have to have other initials after my name to say I was an expert in the field. Right. Uh, absolutely. And that entrepreneurial uh, skill or that entrepreneurial degree uh, also speaks volumes too. So, uh, yeah, we're going to hear more about that in just a second. For listeners, our guest today is Don Weatherwax, uh, Don Weatherwax Nutrition Academy. Uh, we're going to hear all about the services that she can provide you as an athletic director to your coaches, to your student athletes, to your community. Well, let's go and take our first break. Uh, once again, this is the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back. We want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support of the podcast. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards for all the teams, for all the sports, or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's uh, just a great way to bring your school's legacy to life. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Home Campus. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us 
It's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, uh, student-athlete eligibility, um, all the paperwork that goes with that, uh, uploading documents, helping parents upload them themselves, and a whole lot more. To find out uh, how to get started, all you have to do is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. Check them out today. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, our guest is Don Weatherwax, uh, professional nutritionist, uh, strength and conditioning consultant, uh, and expert in in the areas of athletic performance. Don, you talked about uh, your undergraduate career at Arizona State and how there there really wasn't uh, you know that that position that you ended up creating for yourself. Uh, talk a little bit about that. How did that start? Uh, what were the first steps that got you going on your path? Right. Well, it kind of stumbled because in my mind, I always thought I would work in a big athletic department or I would work at the level of the pro and somebody would pay me and I would just be a part of it and I would fit in well because I understood the athletic training component and the injury and the rehab and the recovery and just what it takes to be an athlete. And I was about ready to get out of my schooling out of Boston, just reached out to somebody. I had done some shadowing and put in some volunteer hours with a person at Arizona state in the wellness department at the, and also the, the health area. And she just goes, hey, Dawn, I have a job for you. It's a consultant thing where you could, we're trying to see if students from the university would want to schedule some nutrition if they're looking for nutrition consults and also work with within a disciplinary team with nutrition for disordered eating. And I, I, I was like, wow, that was my first phone call to reach out. And, but it was paid as, you know, you were a consultant, you were not employed. And so I dueled in athletic training as my full-time employment. And then I would do that on the side. And from there, I never worked for anybody in sports nutrition realm. And that's kind of how it got started. And then I'm not, I moved to Ohio because a colleague from my Boston internships. She's like, Hey, Dawn, come to Ohio. I'm like, I am in Arizona. Why would I go to Ohio? But she's like, Oh my gosh. Well, guess what? They're paying for you to come out for the job interview and we can just hang out. And I said, okay. So I fly out and it was for food service, believe it or not, but she would be my boss. We would be working together. And there was a therapist looking for someone to work with, with consulting. Well, I ended up getting both and because of the combination and something else we were going to do within the food service part for wellness, I said, okay, let's go for it. And again, that piece I was working. And then that just led to another stop at another place in Cincinnati. And within a year and a half or so, I just go, okay, I applied for one job at the university of Nebraska, which it, it was like the dream come true, right? They're looking for the second sports dietitian that was being opened in Nebraska, uh, University of Nebraska actually is the first school that had a sports dietitian for years uh, with Tom, uh, who follows football, Tom Osborne. And when I went to interview, that was the year he was retiring. So it was very odd because I got to meet him and he was taking pictures off his wall. That was very weird because he was more of my idol than probably most athletes from there to see Tom Osborne. 
And, uh, but they were so well advanced of, you know, bringing in a second sports dietitian. Well, I didn't get it. It was between me and somebody else. I think I cried for two weeks. I just was like, I thought that was the end of everything. Um, and things happen for a reason. Cause if I would have got that job, I probably wouldn't be on my own successful in my own business. Because I said, you know what? I got to create my own. I got to really decide if I want to do sports nutrition and not just him and ha around it, consult and say, I do sports nutrition. And you know what, from there I said, how can I be different? Who was my competitors? Everybody's my competitor in sports nutrition because so many people say they're nutritionists and most people don't dive in past that. By law, anybody can say they're a nutritionist and that, but, or a coach and, or you look good. And so therefore, if you look good, you must know what you're talking about. And no, I mean, most people don't have seven to nine years of schooling in this field. And most people find it's too hard because it's medical based. And so they want to be foodies and they just say, hey, here I am. I look good and listen to me because I didn't want to do that because it was too hard, but I still want you to listen to me. And I go, I got to be different. And therefore, I decided I was going to uh, do metabolism testing. So I'm even at my office. So, you know, we do metabolism. So you measure how much fuel or calories the athlete burns at rest or the person burns at rest because we want to get that piece accurate. And then we can build on top of that. I also decided to invest in a bod pod. A bod pod is an egg shaped like chamber. I probably, let me see, I'm at my office with this buddy. Let's see if you can see it. Oh, nope, I've had my camera now. I can't have my, my background. I can't see that. That was stupid. But anyways, I have um, the bod pod's an egg shaped like chamber that can fit up to 500 pounds and seven foot two. And the NFL combine still use the bod pod to measure body composition really accurately because I go, I cannot use the scale as a means to success. You have to have what is their lean weight? What is right. their uh, the rest of their weight? And that starts to dictate the journey of where athletes can really go. Or if somebody does want to get leaner on their personal journey, you don't want to lose lean weight. You want to lose fat weight or, hey, I want to put on muscle. Well, are you putting on muscle? What are you actually doing? And you can lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. So. Um, you know, I invested in that piece of equipment. At that time, that was a $50,000 piece of equipment to measure because I go, why would somebody just come to see me to do menus versus because they can find that almost anywhere even back then. And then I even added a new device over six years ago. It's called Muscle Sound, and that measures the fuel and the muscle. And that even elevated what I do even more because I know when my athletes are going to grow, I know if they're, there's a lot of inflammation, but they don't, I don't even have to use what they're telling me. If they say they're full and the fuel in their muscle says it's at 50%, I go, it's still not enough fuel. We got to figure this out. And it also just re it also reinforces to them, your food choices make a difference. So if somebody eats lots of added sugar, you're not going to get as much fuel in the muscle. And so it just dictates what we tell people all day. But when you finally see the results, it changes things. Or if they eat a lot of saturated fat, I had one athlete who was like, well, I listened to this guy and now I'm gonna eat lots of butter and lots of steak. And he comes back, I'm like, okay, I'm telling you how to do this, but sometimes they have to just still 
trust me. And he was one that I go, okay, well, yeah, you still put on the lean weight, but then you put on more body fat because you do not need that. And here's your evidence and here's your science. And it just, I don't have to keep talking and talking the evidence and the science dictates where we need to go. And so you can guide people and change their future. You can, you can change their lives in the sense of it's always better for them to maximize academics and their health. But I, 80% of my population of, that I work with is under 18 years of age. So I'm pretty unique in that, that that's my market. And I do work with pro athletes in the world and Olympic and all of that internationally, but 80% in my area is under 18, which makes me pretty unique. And they're growing individuals and they're developing. Yeah. Again, it's all fascinating on our first, uh, when you and I visited a couple months ago, we talked about this whole concept of uh, eating for fuel as opposed to constantly eating for taste, which is not a bad thing. Sometimes we want to eat for taste, but for an oh. athlete standpoint, uh, you know, you got to be putting the right fuel in. Uh, we're going to take another break, but we're coming back. Um, uh, once again, our guest today is Dawn Weatherwax, nutrition, fitness, athletic expert. Uh, let's take that break, but we're coming back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their score tables and their score boards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Of course, we use it for home games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule that live web demo today. We also want to say thank you to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that let them coach our kids up to their highest level. Go to huddle.com. Join the 8 million users and turn your school into a huddle school. And we want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the company, but go to snapraise.com. Have you ever spent days and weeks with a fundraiser and got little, if any, return? Stop right here. Go to snapraise.com. Hands down, the best online fundraiser out there. We used it at our school. Tremendous success. And so will you. It works. They also have a suite with uh, a lot of other platforms, including Snap Store, Snap Sponsor, a uh, really cool one called FanX. Go to snapraise.com to check them all out. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Don, you and I have talked about this before. Um, you know, coaches are busy, athletic directors are busy, but I would say there's not a single one in America or the world that would downplay the importance that nutrition and proper fueling has on athletic performance. But sometimes they just don't know. So what are some things that ADs can pass on to their coaches and coaches can pass on to their kids? What are some easy and effective ways of fueling the high school student athlete? Yeah, 
thanks for asking that because it is a complex question and I feel that's that's why this piece gets actually passed on a lot because it seems so complex. But how do you change or cultivate your environment? How do you want your environment to be? For instance, if I have an athlete, and this is a this actually is how I do it. If I have an athlete and would say um their environment it, they start working with me and I offered them uh, their team a pre, I actually offer a free presentation to their team. Why am I doing that? I am 100% doing that to help my athletes succeed. Why would that do that? Because what I do is really hard to get from a business card or a billboard or just something you might read in passing and its value. What I'm going to do is in that short amount of time, I'm going to dangle the carrot where other parents or athletes are going, I think I want to look at my nutrition a little bit more in depth. And guess what? And so now she has more of individuals around her that cultivate her culture, and then it helps them to do what is better when you're doing it as a team, right? If you're fueling better, for instance, she goes, Dawn, all they do is eat donuts after practice. And she's like, I'm not here how to handle this because she was new. And I go, that just ask the coach if I can come. Not when it happened, I had probably half the team I started working with. And then that's the environment it started to change, which cultivates that change because they also were seeing changes in the performance. Where am I going with this? If you're an athletic director, instead of you providing the information, it might be ideal that you provide someone to come in just one time, but now you hear the coaches hearing the same. And then you piggyback that off with a launch of a challenge or even during that talk, one of the things I do sometimes is I uh, bring a whole bunch of Cheerios and people think I'm crazy, but why do I pick Cheerios? Because a one-year-old can eat regular Cheerios. And when you have a, assistant breakfasts out there, guess what? You could actually afford them to have Cheerios as far as far as part of that breakfast in the morning. So I'm always thinking all the obstacles that somebody could have, right? Is it's a lot of time, it's like money is a huge one. And then time and complexity. And I'm going, okay, so I say, I'm going to bring, like, have all these Cheerios there. And then I'm going to go, okay, well, let's put something together that's less than eight grams or less of added sugar. And so you do just really simple. The number one likable sugar out or a bowl of cereal or cereal is Cheerios, but the second one is Honey Nut Cheerios, just to let you know that. So, most will like the honey nut and they're just going to skip the regular Cheerios. And obviously we're going to have bananas there and we're just going to have some peanut butter and nuts and seeds, but we don't have to be complex here. And then guess what? I'm going to say, Hey, well, how many grams of sugar is in that honey nut? And that's actually 12 grams in one cup of honey nut Cheerios, which is like, like two baseball sizes, about that much. And one and a half cups of regular Cheerios is a serving and only has one gram of added sugar. How can we have it have eight grams or less? Is It's very simple. If you're going to actually eat the bowl of cereal, you just take three-fourths of it regular and dust it with the honey nut and everybody's happy and they get a bite of sweetness every time. What did I teach there? Ah, I actually could do that. 
ah, how can we as coaches can do that? Well, what do we need for post-recovery? Post-recovery, we need, you know, 30 to 60 grams of carbohydrates, and we need 20 grams of protein within that 30 to 45 minutes. Chocolate milk is very popular, but guess what? Now you can have everybody bring their favorite box of Cheerios, and then you're like, well, I better bring the box of regular because maybe nobody will pick that one. And you're using it as a fun educational tool where the milk or the soy milk is the protein and the cereal is the carbohydrate. And you could do bananas. And again, you could eat it separately. You don't have to put them together. You can do trail mix. And that's the point, right? So we're bringing fun back into eating. And coaches can only control the athlete, or not control, they can only uh, influence the time they are with the athlete, right? So what time is that? Before practice, during practice, post-practice. How can we apply a morning post-recovery meal? Well, you need more than chocolate milk for a post. So that's where, hey, have regular, have Cheerios. Can you do checks? Yes. Can you do cornflakes? Yes. Can you do raisin bran? Yes. Can you have sugar cereals? I'm going to say yes, but I want you to teach them that trick because most of them don't even know it. Most people don't think like that and then they'll still like it, but it's just something you can carry on. And then every school system, if they're providing your athletes Pop-Tarts for breakfast, which a lot of school systems do, then please provide regular Cheerios as an option and even Honey Nut because that's still way better than Pop-Tarts because of the things. So you're it's fun, right? And you could create a fun challenge and you do it for a whole 30 days. So you get them to prepare, it's easy to contribute, and that's how you keep that in, that environment going. So as an AD, you could bring a speaker in and build it from there. You could do your own Cheerios challenge because they might look at you like, why are there Cheerios here? And you're like, well, here you go. I'm going to show you a trick and how you could bring this post-recovery or a snack or before practice or in the morning after practice to show how you can make this easy, affordable, and accessible, and create that culture change. And then you can continue to do challenges like that. And, and I have many, but I love that one because people are always asking me, what should we eat? But then there's always a cost to that question. And that's an easy way to solve that solution there. I love it. And it touches on a lot of different things. You know, obviously, you know, the cost factor, but ease of uh, uh, administering it. And at the same time, you know, you, you talked about the importance of ongoing, you know, it's not just a one-time thing and mm -hmm. uh, the continuing uh, education, you know, changing, you know, the culture of the school, the culture of the kid. Uh, so, you know, great stuff. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to take a deep dive into all the programs and services that Don offers, again, to student athletes, to coaches, to teams, to athletic directors. Uh, come back. Going to give you some more great information on the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Hometown Ticketing is digital ticketing that offers more. Hometown is also the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. If you go to hometownticketing.com, what you're going to find is a team that will show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, not just for athletic events, but for things like school plays and concerts, school dances, even graduation. And here's the best part. Every school gets assigned a dedicated client success manager 
that's going to provide you hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. It's digital ticketing that offers more support, more security, and more customization. Go to hometownticketing.com to get started. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Gipper. Gipper is the official social media graphic solution for the podcast. And if you go to Gipper.com, their team's going to show you how to create world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. Your kids are on social media. And if you're not celebrating the teams and promoting your athletes' accomplishments, you're really missing out. Gipper is used and trusted by over 3,000 high school and college athletic programs across the country. It's professional graphic design made simple. How simple? It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com. Mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount. That's Gipper.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Don Weatherwax, a registered dietitian, licensed dietitian, certified strength and conditioning specialist, and an expert in all things athletic nutrition related. Don, you, you've talked about the captain obvious. Again, coaches and athletic directors and even athletes, they know how important fueling is. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. You have created a ton of services for schools, for teams, for ADs. Share with our listeners, uh, you know, talk to that cranky old athletic director in Florida. Uh, why should they reach out to you? And athletic directors, you should reach out to Don, but Don, what are some of the services you provide? Right. So if we're talking where anywhere you live, then the one thing that I've just created and soft launched in the last year is my Dawn Weatherwax's Sports Nutrition Academy, basically building the, a better student athlete through new, you know, sports nutrition and testing. And it's online. It's an online source. As you could tell, that so many of us have gone to that online feature because of ease. What really helps is one stat out there is 70% of coaches can't even answer a general nutrition question correctly. And if you're working with junior high athletes or grade school, then it's that coach is going to be, or their parent is, or social media is going to be their first line to these questions that they might be asking. And the coach is not even getting the right information out there and assimilated to the, the ones they're working with. And then the athletes are looking for this information, even though maybe the coach isn't supplying it or um, has a resource for it because I don't expect a coach to be a sports dietitian, right? I don't expect a coach to be an athletic trainer. I don't expect the coach or the athletic director to be a strength and conditioning specialist. That's not fair if that's not their background and their expertise. But you want to provide a resource because it also affects mental health, which has been a huge thing to address lately. But how you fuel 100% affects mental health health and therefore you can hit two things at once to maximize through a resource which is my Don Weatherwax's Sports Nutrition Academy. What that is is um, you allows uh, as a school you could turn it on in five minutes you just need a coupon code or I upload the information but most athlete, athletic schools do that or schools so I have some that just want the team wants to do it 
I, I have a baseball, I have a baseball team. Maybe the cross country team just wants to do it. Then I have some athletic departments that they want to do it, are doing it. Then I have whole schools that are doing it. Each person, right, and every area is different at a different place with where they're at with this piece. But as an athletic director, now you could provide it for everybody, every coach. And it's insanely affordable right now because if you have, I have holiday specials, but um, for less than $1,000 for your whole school for one year unlimited access for a school that's like like 1000 people or less it's only a thousand for the whole year that's insane that's a dollar per athlete to have access to what I have in my brain and my office in that community and it's going to continue to build out and it has how to feel how to calculate their fuel needs and sample like how to pick out a sample menu that would fit the 25 or 3,000 units of energy because our goal is to uplift and to encourage and to help them understand the knowledge because if you give them the knowledge, they'll make better choices. For instance, that whole thing about the Cheerios, if they are having that breakfast and then they see the pop tart and then there is actually regular Cheerios or honey nut there, they will probably be more apt to maybe do that if it's provided. Okay. So educating, and then how do we follow through if we can, or if they're buying it at home, then we know that they could follow through with that. And it's just, it's just that simple. Um, and you can build from there and there's many challenges, just like I said, the post recovery challenge, I have a pre challenge, a hydration challenge, and that's how you can start to implement it with your staff and the staff can start to implement it with their teams. And, you know, you can have a lot of fun competitiveness with that if you really wanted to go into that. Um, I also just have services where I do work with anybody in the world. I don't always have, just cause I don't have the equipment close to you, I can find things around that you can do. But even in my academy, if somebody wanted to know their body composition, they do a tape measurement if the parent thought that was appropriate um, to find out what their lean weight is of their athlete. It's in the academy, but I can work with people anywhere. And if they wanted to just use me as a resource for people looking, that is a possibility to maximize gaining lean weight, to get leaner, just to perform well, you know, at big games. And off, uh, and also speaking, I speak, you could, the cool thing about right now, what we're doing is we're online and I've done lots of Zooms and, or, you know, lots of online talks, and then you could always do stuff that's in person. And I always feel if you really want to change the culture, then you as the leader has to bring in that knowledge. And then how do you follow through after that consistently to help provide that knowledge. I, again, just to keep going with an example, so you could brainstorm is how many times in a morning meeting are you providing donuts and bagels for breakfast? There's no protein there. Um, you know, we, we could go down the rabbit hole of talking about a donut. They are definitely very yummy. I'm not gonna say that, but your goal is, hey, if you continue to go down the path of providing them extra options and choices, and you're following through with that for 30 days, then guess what? They're more apt to um, eat healthier and, and do things better themselves and carry that onto their team. So you just have to keep the follow through and the longevity of it all. But I always say I'm also can speak as well and can just work with individual teams or an individual, but um, those are some of the things that I do um, here and abroad. Yeah. And again, it's a, an exhaustive list. So listeners, you, you need to go to the website. So Don, 
how do they get a hold of you? I know you're also very active on Twitter and on LinkedIn, but what's the website? How do they get in touch with you directly? Right. To get in touch, it's www.s for sports, the letter N for nutrition, the number two, and the letter G.com for sports nutrition to go. And also my 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 e-business is Dawn Weatherwax's Sports Nutrition Academy. So that's my online. And you can also even call because I still take phone calls at 513-779-6444. So sn2g.com and 513-779-6444. And there on the online, you could get a contact uh, link and you can email me from there. Well, Don, uh, this has just been so cool, you know, reconnecting again, uh, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Now, you're not an athletic director, but you certainly know your way around the world of athletics. So we're going to take our final break here from Athletic Surveys, who sponsor this segment. When we come back, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So let's hear from Athletic Surveys, and then we're going to find out what Don Weatherwax will put into her new athletic director toolbox. We want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, uh, the folks that want to gripe about everything. Um, athletic Surveys will create a custom survey for you uh, and they'll connect you with that group that wants to gripe, but they'll also connect you with the 98% of your parents and your student athletes that really support your program. And that can be a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or maybe your principal or even your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're gonna create a custom survey that will let you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been listening today with uh, Dawn Weatherwax. Uh, I want to call her now a friend of the show. She's been on twice. Um, just a tremendous background in sports nutrition, sports performance. But right now I'm going to challenge her to um, send out a brand new AD on the very first job. But we're going to tweak things just a little bit. Don, you've been talking to our listeners, which again are mostly athletic directors. What are three things that you want those or that athletic director, because there's going to be more than one, that athletic director that's going to call you up, what are three things that they need to know they need to do over the next couple of months to make sure they're maximizing everything that you're going to give to them? Well, I would say that, again, if you're new, right, you're setting, you're, uh, you're creating your own culture. Therefore, what do you really want to get out of this piece as you bring it to your school? And I think if you had where you're going to go, what kind of things can I do in my staff meetings or even in a, a group setting when you're doing the fall meeting or the winter meeting or the spring meeting that's guaranteed that the parent should attend and the athlete. And that way you can start cultivating your seeds from the nutrition point of what's going to happen. 
And then, then from a meeting standpoint, the meeting then from parents is also how you meet with your coaches. And what are you providing? Are, are you providing bottled water? If you are providing any substance, what are you providing to mimic the what you really want them to get out of it? We as we most of us need a lot of help. Uh, we need a lot of help to fuel optimally because if certain things are there that are, for instance, donuts, um, yeah, I'm not saying don't do that, but most of us, it's pretty easy for us to get a donut and to eat it. And then we're promoting like, well, we need to have health and wellness. Therefore, in your meetings, it might be the opportunity to do special things, but what you're providing there for them to eat and to hydrate is another way to follow through with what you would like them to accomplish. And I know I mentioned in the past the challenges, but I think these are great opportunities for you to do your own challenges that they can carry then onto their own team. That again is cost-effective and it's repetitive. And then it starts to not just be with your staff, but with the athletes and then it builds on. And uh, the third is just having a resource to go to, to have that information and direct. And uh, you, so my site, sn2g.com, my Don Weatherwax's Sports Nutrition Academy, because if you ask a question, I will answer it. And therefore, then you have the right resources and the right answers to be able to slowly implement this daily and yearly. Boy, uh, just great stuff, great resources. Uh, you gave out the website, Sports Nutrition to Go, uh, S and 2G. Uh, one more time, if they want to reach out directly, you're on LinkedIn and you're on Twitter, but how can these ADs reach out and get a hold of you? Yep, I think I'm on most social media platforms, but Don Weatherwax at Sports Nutrition to Go and Don Weatherwax's Sports Nutrition Academy, and that's at www.s is in sports, n is in nutrition, number two, the letter G dot com, and my number is five one three seven seven nine six four four four. Well, Don, thanks so much uh, for sharing with our listeners again. All the best um, for uh, you know the rest of this holiday season, and uh, we hope to connect uh, at the NADC uh, conference. I really hope we can too. It's been thank you so much for your time today. Oh, absolutely! This has been great for listeners. Um, we do this uh, just about every day with new content, and we upload the videos to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Of course, we appreciate you listening. Come back next time for another great interview on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.